Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log here with Lex Anderson, a.k.a. Lex Anderson World, a.k.a. Top 1% for People Sportscaster. Debut episode. First and foremost, shout out to Galt Conditioning and Cyclonus for suggesting I start a podcast. Here I am in the building, finally. And what better way to get started than by discussing the Lakers getting annihilated by the Boston Celtics last night in primetime. Bright lights were activated. National stage was set. And it was Tatum dropping 37 points despite the return of the king, the chosen one. We are all witnesses to his greatness, LeBron James. 130-108 was the final score. I am placing the blame on the shoulders of the king, another king, the king of the triple doubles, Russell Westbrook, who has not delivered in the absence of LeBron James. The Lakers have gone one for three this week. They beat the Spurs. Then they lost to the Chicago Bulls. They lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, NBA defending champions who are below 500 or were below 500 at the time. And also the Celtics, who were below 500, but after that victory, they're eight and eight, ninth in the Eastern Conference, along with the Lakers, who at eight and nine are also ninth in the Western Conference. However, I have some ignorant haters, the sheeple who bray like the mindless cattle that they are, telling me on TikTok, Celtics in four, Celtics in four for what? The first round, because they're not going to the NBA Finals. But, of course, that's why there's more losers than winners out here in the world. Because people are haters. They're ignorant. They parrot the same dumb bullshit over and over again. Warriors in four. Brooklyn Nets in four. Celtics in four. In what? The NBA Finals? The playoffs? Pick a round. Y'all sound so fucking stupid. It's sickening, but that's what I have to deal with, right? Because people are in, unable to express an original thought, which is where I come in, which is what makes me the top one percenter. Russell Westbrook is earning $44 million this season. He gave the Lakers 12 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. Nowhere near a triple-double. In one of the greatest rivalries in NBA history, Lakers versus Celtics, he brought no energy, no enthusiasm, no leadership, no nothing. Therefore, he gets the blame. On social media, Westbrook has been called Westbrick. I do not call him that, but he did shoot five for 13, one from four from three. I also have a problem with Anthony Davis. Yes, he had 31 points. Six rebounds, but he plays around the perimeter. He shoots threes at the top of the key. He was 0 for 3 from 3. That's not going to get the job done. DeAndre Jordan, why did they sign him? Every game, he's a DNP, which is short for a did not play. Coach's decision. THT, only two points. Avery Bradley, only six points. That's definitely not going to get the job done. Carmelo Anthony continues to produce 13 points on the night. But again, this was a game played on national TV. 
which is fitting that I make this my first episode because now I am thoroughly disgusted with the Lakers, in particular Westbrook, who was putting up triple doubles and Bradley Beal was dropping 40-plus point games, and they would be losses for the Wizards, who suddenly are at the top of their game with former Lakers, Montrell's Harrell, Kuzma, it's disgusting. Well, right now, the Wizards, thankfully, are falling back to reality. They've lost two. They're 10-5 and five now. Brooklyn Nets, lo and behold, they are at the top. 12-5, and five, Miami Heat, second place, 11-5. and five. But back to the Lakers. Will they be catching the Golden State Warriors? The answer is no. Clearly, based on the level of play, <laughs> or lackluster level of play. Warriors of 14-2, and two, won three in a row. They beat the Pistons without Steph Curry, who once again has been lighting up the league, doing what he does best, scoring threes at a record pace. He has hit the most threes in the first 15 games of his season with 85 breaking his own previous record. He has the most... Games of nine made three-pointers, 38 for his career, 10 since April. Curry put him on the Mount Rushmore as one as the greatest shooter. It all boils down to how you talk. Curry is not one of the greatest. He is the greatest shooter in NBA history. Better than Ray Allen, better than that bum Reggie Miller who never accomplished anything championship-wise, even when Jordan sat out for a season and a half. Now, of course, regular season threes, Ray Allen still has that, but Curry will eventually take that down too, as he currently is the NBA leader in threes made for regular season and playoffs. And to thank Clay Thompson, we'll be coming back some point this season. I'm thinking, or, you know, you're saying January. We'll see how that goes. But my words are with the Lakers, representing Laker Nation all day, every day, 24-7. It doesn't ever stop because I'm not a bandwagon biatch like the majority of people who are out here. Because that's the kind of society we live in with this social media bullshit, which I am not a fan of. But to each their own in America. And America saw that the Lakers are not that damn good. They have a long way to go. LeBron, let's face it, he is old, 37 years old. I am not looking for much for LeBron. I'm looking for the Lakers to build to the future. Clearly, they should have done more to get the Rose in instead of Westbrook, and this is where they lie. But again, let's not forget, Westbrook did say that he's happy with his life. He's happy with his place in the NBA history with the triple doubles. He scored a $200-plus million contract, so the brother's getting paid. And he did express no desire of wanting to win a championship or even playing at a championship level, which clearly the Lakers are not playing at, but things can be turned around. But you know what's, you know who's moving forward? Curry. That's who's moving forward. 
When it comes to regular season threes, Ray Allen, he still has the lead, 2,973. Stephen Curry, 2,889. Look for him to probably eclipse and shatter that before NBA All-Star break. Now, if you follow me on TikTok at Lex Anderson World, I talk about the Lakers and waiting until the All-Star break because for the majority of ignorant masses and sheeple who do not know the NBA All-Star break and the All-Star game is at the midway point of this season. And we have a play-in now, thanks to Adam Silver, giving us something that we didn't know that we wanted or needed, but has proven to be very invaluable. Will the Lakers again be playing in the play-in for the second season in a row? At the rate they're going on, potentially so. But I say I wait till the All-Star game because anything can turn around. The Lakers probably need to get rid of the dead weight of DeAndre Jordan. They need to get younger, signing all these old aging vets who clearly probably won't be able to withstand the rigors of a full 82-season game. Every time AD falls, I hold my breath, hoping that he could get up and continue playing. But I am here for my Lakers, unlike most people, who will probably fill the bandwagon later on if they show that they can put together a winning streak and not this losing streak as the Lakers have lost three straight. They'll be playing the Detroit Pistons tomorrow. Hopefully that'll be a win. Will the Lakers struggle against the 4-11 Detroit Pistons? Anything can happen. But what's not happening is is that the Lakers are not winning. Again, Westbrook is earning $44 million and is playing subpar and substandard to what I thought he would be. I was on TikTok talking about him when I saw the jersey number zero, but sadly, he's been playing like a zero. Celtics-Lakers rivalry, and you come through with no energy. The Lakers get their ass handed to them. It's inexcusable. Everybody's talking about how Frank Vogel's a shitty coach. Okay. And what? It's still a game of basketball in which millionaire athletes take to the floor and are supposed to show some form of cohesion, teamwork, effort, which I'm currently not seeing. I actually have to turn and finish out SmackDown because I already saw how downhill this game would go. So I was not surprised when I got the alert on Twitter, which you can follow me at Lex Anderson underscore WS, that the Lakers once again lost. But back to Steph Curry and the amazing things that he's been doing. The 40-point comeback win on Thursday night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. He drops 20 of his 40 points in the fourth quarter. But even more astonishing, even more historic, he did it taking one or less free throws. That is unheard of. Meanwhile, Harden in the Brooklyn Nets 115-113 final score victory over the Orlando Magic He put up some points, 36 points, but 19 of 20 free throws. 
What does that say where Curry's dropping 40 points with one or less free throw? That's getting buckets, sports fans nationwide. So, yeah. Good job for Harden. Nets are at the top. War is at the top. Lakers are down there with all the other garbage-ass teams. The Sacramento Queens. Excuse me, Sacramento Kings. Shout out to Shaquille O'Neal on that one. And there's really nothing to talk about in Lakerland. I bring the enthusiasm and the passion, but my team goes out there on the court and for now has been letting me down with each and every game they play. And what's even more disturbing is their the losses that they suffered to teams below 500. Two losses to the Oklahoma City Thunder, the loss to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics, who again previously were below 500. And tomorrow, the Detroit Pistons. I can only pray for better days. Like, who is that guy? Like Bruce Lee's son said in the movie The Crow, it can't rain all the time. Plus, this is Los Angeles. Does it ever even rain there? But I will still hold down the ship, maintain the fort, and wait for these millionaire athletes to do what they're paid to do, and that's win games, something that the Lakers have not been doing as of late and needs to happen soon. And we'll just take it from there. Once again, shout out to Golf Conditioning and Cyclonus for the suggestion of starting a sports podcast. I am here, top one percenter people sportscaster Lex Anderson, who will say what the nationwide sports leader won't say. Speaking of say, Stephen A. Smith, railing against the oddball from Duke, Kyrie Irving, on betraying Kevin Durant, something I've been saying on my TikToks for months before and during the start of the NBA season when the oddball from Duke Kyrie Irving said he will not take the vaccine and that the NBA promised him some form of bullshit exemption which doesn't exist. The Nets need to do the right thing and cut this lame-ass bitch from the team. Clearly, he's earned enough where he doesn't have to play anymore. Right, Kyrie Irving makes upwards of, what, $450,000 a game, but yet the poor people in Brooklyn want to protest on his behalf. Kyrie Irving doesn't give a fuck about any of (laughs) y'all. You're stupid. It makes no sense. Why are you wasting your time? There was a protest a couple of weeks ago. All the poor people in front of the billion-dollar Barclay Center. You're impeding on Kyrie Irving's rights. Yeah, someone who makes nearly half a million a game. Something the majority of people won't see in the course of their pathetic lifetime. (laughs) Oh my God, it's so hilarious. Just the way Westbrook, 44 million a season. So he's definitely seeing over half a million per game. And he ain't doing shit for my. And you're LA Lakers. Something's got to give sports fans. Should he be traded? Should he start on the bench? Excuse me, should he play from the bench? Because clearly people don't like him starting either. Someone on TikTok said that maybe he's nervous around LeBron James 
Shut the fuck up with that stupid, lame-ass bullshit. That's what the off-season and pre-season workouts are for, to get acclimated with your new co-worker. Have we forgotten that that's the job of an NBA player? To put on shorts, a jersey, compression tights and sleeves, socks and sneakers, and put a letter ball through a fucking nylon net. And the Lakers are making it look like they can't even do that fucking right. Amazing. Truly amazing. So thank you, sports fans, for tuning in to the first episode, Sports Opinion Log, Lex Anderson World. Top 1% of people sportscaster. I plan on adding new things in the future. Maybe some intro music. Maybe some sound alerts. Right? Little snippets. I'll definitely be adding some video commentary that I find on Twitter if you're following me. Well, I hope you do follow me. So we're definitely going to look to spice and spruce things up around here. I'm just now moving into the podcast world. So I'm going to make myself comfortable and prepare to check out this North Carolina game. They're currently losing to Purdue 52-46. Both teams undefeated at 3-0. and If you do or don't know, I represent North Carolina Hashtag Tar Heels, hashtag UNC, UNC, UNC. Fuck, fuck Coach K and the Duke Fluke Devils. I could do without them. I don't give a damn about this being his last year and some farewell tour. Fuck Coach K. Fuck Duke now and forever. The best team in men's college basketball in the ACC, North Carolina, baby. But they need to put it together. They're currently losing. We got a UFC fight night. So, again, follow me on Twitter. I'm out there talking to Sports Talk or tweeting it, Lex Anderson underscore WS. Until next time, sports fans nationwide, signing out. Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide, on this NFL Sunday. You've entered the Sports Opinion Log with the top 1% of the people. Sportscaster Lex Anderson. This episode, episode 2, we will be talking about college football. In particular, the Oregon Ducks getting humiliated, annihilated, and destroyed on the national stage. The bright lights were activated. National stage was set. And they got bounced by Utah, by the Utes. Final score, 38-7. Bye-bye, college football playoff. So long, farewell, kissing goodbye. It actually ended in the first half when they gave up a 78-yard punt return touchdown to Britton Covey as time expired in the first half. And that was it. There would be no comeback. Speaking of coming back, the Ducks are without three wide receivers Johnny Johnson the third, Jalen Red missing the remainder of the season due to injury. Makai Pittman announced that he left the team and would transfer. All three players are the team's top five receiving leaders. Clearly, Makai Pittman saw the writing on the wall and said, let me get the F up on out of here. Because these guys are operating on smoke and mirrors. This Ducks offense, which I'm a big fan of the Oregon Ducks, hashtag Go Ducks. Shout out DJ Porscut. 
This ain't the offense that Marcus Mariota used to run with Chip Kelly. Too often they would fall behind and then scramble to find their way back in or take a lead. No Anthony Brown, no Travis Dye to the rescue yesterday. And the way they got bounced by Utah, I don't even see them beating them for the Pac-12 title. Well, hell, first they have to take on their neighbors, Oregon State. They need to beat the Beavers in the rivalry game next week in order to set up the rematch. So potentially, the Ducks could fall as far as the Alamo Bowl. Imagine that. One minute, you're in rarefied air. One of the top teams in the nation. And now, the rankings have them at what? Number 11? Yeah, sounds fitting. They suffered two losses. Who's top of the line right now? Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, and finally, Cincinnati. Cincinnati has been saying they deserve a spot. And it looks like they will be stepping in to fill the shoes that the Oregon Ducks just couldn't do. It was humiliating. Thankfully, they didn't get shut out. And you know what? Let's be real. Pac-12, I'm a Ducks fan. Trying to get a shot to play for the national championship since 2014. The offense was never that dominant to begin with. And finally, when the emperor is walking around with no clothes, you see them for what they are. And that's really, honestly, not a good team. The offense, too many stutters and stops. I missed the 40, the 50-point games that they would drop. So now we have Georgia, Ohio State. Cincinnati. I'm hearing about Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Please don't mention them in anything. Aren't they 0 for 8, 0 for 9 in the big bowl games? No one wants to see Notre Dame, Notre Dame, however you want to say it. They're only around because they're a big program, heavily financed, heavily commercialized. Did we not remember what Alabama did to them? Please. <laughs> it's like a joke. Notre Dame, Notre Dame. No, no one wants to see them at all in any bold pictures. Get that notion out of here. Quick sidebar, Dan Mullen out as Florida Gators football coach. I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, Florida Gators suck. People want to say I'm hating and don't know nothing about college football. Well, guess what? Your fucking coach got fired. How's that? Take that. Take that, as Diddy would say. <laughs> Alabama, yeah, over Arkansas, right? 42-35. People want to say, oh, it was a close game. Screw that. There was history that was made in that game. Let's recognize the real up in here. And the real is that Bryce Young continues to make history pass for more yards than any quarterback in Alabama's history school record 561 yards five touchdowns just give them the Heisman trophy stop the games stop the games school record 559 yards excuse me 559 yards 
five touchdowns. They defeated the Razorbacks for the 15th consecutive game. And now what happens? December 4th, date with number one Georgia in Atlanta, December 4th. Mm-mm-mm. Sounds fair to me. We all know how Georgia does when the bright lights are activated and the national stage set. They fold, they choke, they find ways to lose. Michigan over Maryland, 59-18. Woo! Someone got destroyed. Destroyed. But you know who else got destroyed? Yeah, you know who. Michigan State University. OSU, Ohio State University, C.J. Shroud, six first-half touchdowns? (laughs) When will they fire Harborough? It's a joke. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What a loss. 56-7. to Fifty-six to seven. Mm-mm-mm. So yeah, there's a lot of games to be played, a lot of bowl games to be looked out for. Cincinnati, holler if you hear me. Forty-eight fourteen over their opponent. SMU. Ryder, five touchdowns. These young men are just lighting it up. Lighting it up. Just the way the Oregon Ducks got lit up. Ugh, the embarrassment, the humiliation. So I'm sure everybody can't wait to see what happens on Monday or Tuesday when the rankings are relisted and shuffled through. Speaking of shuffle, how about Clemson, huh? 48-27 over Wake Forest. That's their 13th straight win over Wake Forest. Good to see that DJ finally has come through, finally woke up a little bit, even though it's a lost season. There's really nothing to play for at this point. But hey, everybody hopes for a little bowl game, get some advertising, get some commercial money in the pockets, right? That's what college football's about, money in the pockets. Athletes are finally being paid. God bless America. God bless America, because we all know what it is. And you know what? This will be the perfect gift to wrap and end my first ever college football podcast on. The NCAA is nothing more than refined slavery. Million-dollar coaches, million-dollar contracts, New wings, new buildings added on campus. Google Earth USC. Tell me what you see. All those campus buildings and dorms financed by NCAA men's sports. Basketball, but football in particular is what we're going to talk about. But yet the NCAA couldn't find money for the student athletes who had taken to social media saying that the meal plans were starving, coach. We're starving. I've got to play a game and the cafeteria is closed. How am I going to eat? 
Shout out DJ Pause Cut. I love the Oregon Ducks. Google their locker room. Go to Instagram and look at all the beautiful Nike uniforms that Phil Knight has for them every week. Head to toe, helmets, sneakers, the whole nine yards. But yet the NCAA was always like, we ain't got no money. But God forbid a college student takes a free slice of pizza. He's in NCAA violations. Suspend him. Don't play him. Finally, the student athlete is getting their just deserves. They can be paid for their likeness. They can be paid for their skill set. Once again, never forget NCAA is lined with the history of the white man. And the white man will always do whatever it takes to put a dollar in his pocket. But when it comes to a person of color wanting and needing, deserving more for themselves, the white man will always pull forth his laundry list of the reasons why it can't be done, why it can't happen, even though the NCAA has blossomed and bloomed and grown into a billion-dollar industry while leaving people of color begging for a meager handout, begging for a chance to live the American dream. Isn't that the American dream? I'm a wide receiver. I'm a quarterback. I'm setting school records every week. But brother, can you spare a dime? And finally, thanks to the Supreme Court, these motherfuckers got to pay up. And I'm sure the white man is chaffing, looking down like how dare they try to get paid. You know, God bless social media. God bless technology. God bless People who step forward, stepping out of the darkness, bringing to light the travesty and the injustices that have been done for far too long to the college athlete, in particular the ones of color. When you have to walk to school two, five, ten miles, and the college program says, Hey, you're the best high schooler in the nation. Come play with us. If you want to be fast-tracked into the NFL, but we're not going to pay you while you're here. It is a new day. It is a new dawn. It is a new era. And it is time for our people to get paid. Thank you very much for tuning in. Until next time, sports fans nationwide, Lex Anderson signing out.